Hi, this is Donna from Bruce Funds, and when I'm not helping people get tickets to a Springsteen show, I'm listening to the great podcast, Set Lusting Bruce. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Listing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Joining me today, I have uh, Aniko, who is a uh, passionate Bruce Springsteen fan and someone who had a pretty unique experience going to Springsteen on Broadway. Aniko, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Nice to be here. It, it is a pleasure to have you. Can you give me a little background about yourself? Uh, where did you grow up? Um, I was born in Hungary, and I came to the United States in 1973 when I was seven years old. And we first lived in Brooklyn, New York, for about five years before I moved to Hopewell, New Jersey. And then when I was on my own, I lived in Baltimore, Maryland. But right now I'm living in Washington. And just to let you know a little bit, I am legally blind. I only have 10% peripheral vision left. And I'm also profoundly deaf. And contrary to popular belief, deaf people don't are sign. In fact, about 15 years ago, about 30 million people in the United States were deaf. And out of those 30 million, roughly 2 million people were signers. And so you'd be very surprised that a lot of profoundly deaf people do not sign. And we need to get over the myth that they are signed. I do believe in sign language, and I think it's a beautiful language, and everybody should learn it but I don't use it on a day-to-day basis. That's interesting about the sign language. I had never heard that before. When, when did you discover Bruce? And what about his songs struck a chord with you? This is a really difficult question because I'm not exactly sure when I discovered Bruce. I actually heard his music all my life. I just didn't know that he sang the song that I love so much. And in order for me to remember those songs, I had to create sound memories, which means to pick up a beat and remember that beat, or to make up words that I think were in the song, because I can hear vowels, but I can't hear consonants. So I had to put together the combination of vowels and figure out what that word might be. And sometimes, it was completely off from the real world. But that was the only way that I could remember some of Bruce's music. So what I did, for example, with Bruce's songs is I remembered his beat. And I remembered some things about the beat. And I had it in my head. And believe it or not, because I couldn't find the name of the song. It was very difficult for me to do it at the time, in the 70s. I had to just remember it, and then it'll fade away, and I knew it would fade away, but it was kind of like 
my brain was a filing cabinet and I locked it in. And if I ever came across it again, I can match it to the information that I found. That's interesting. Tell me more. For example, Rosalita. I love Rosalita. Who doesn't? Rosalita was one of the most amazing masterpieces that he has ever written, but there's no particular beat that I could connect to it. I just had to tell myself, remember this song. If it comes up and you find the name for it, then you are now. And that was the only way I could do it. Sometimes I couldn't put a sound memory to something. Rosalita was one of them. I think it was a brilliant piece of work, but I had no way of making a sound memory for Rosalita. And the funny thing is, I found out Rosalita's title only last year. Can you imagine? I think it was written sometime in the early 70s, and I just found out in 2017. I almost broke down crying in the kitchen when I found out. And I'll tell you later on how I did that. Thank you. Gosh, that's a beautiful story. Um, tell me more. And also, as far as a song that struck a chord with me, Hmm. There were so many, and I didn't know they were his song. But if there was any particular song that I was really, really crazy about that he did, one of them was a cover. It was the Detroit Medley. And I found that out last year also. And the other one was Born to Run. And Born to Run was my actual song that I was really thirsting to know the title for. And every time I heard it, it was so frustrating because I didn't know how to find out the title. I didn't have anybody to ask when it came on. Or if somebody was in my presence, then I can ask them. I could ask them what the name of the song was. I would go up to them and say, this one, this one, this one. Can you tell me the name of this one? <laughs> I bet. And so they would be sitting there going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that one before. Um, and so in the meantime, I'm like, oh, salivating, so hungry, thirsting for the title. And then all of a sudden they say, you know, I heard it. I just don't know. I just don't know. Dang it. That's got to be frustrating. Oh, I feel your pain. And so this would go on for about 25 years before I finally find the name and title and the name of the musician. I'm thinking of the song, I'll Work For Your Love, and I'm going, gosh, you had to work for the song, the music. I'm curious, is it the words that kind of draw you, his lyrics? Did you read them? It, though even, you know, with your limited sight, how, what draws that to you what what is since you have a limited ability to hear the music you know because of my hearing disability my hearing limitation the way i hear music is i hear sound and i hear the voice and i hear the words but the words do not grab me the same way after sound and one of the most amazing things about the most amazing things about Bruce's music is that the sound itself grabs you so much. And the lyrics, the sound of those lyrics are so perfectly matched 
with the music in such an incredible masterful way that it actually grabbed me. Because usually, most people gravitate towards the lyrics, whether or not they realize it. Hearing people gravitate towards the lyrics. And I wasn't one of those. Usually, I would find out the name of a song, and then I'm afraid to look at the lyrics, because sometimes when I look at the lyrics, it just takes away everything. It takes away the passion that I had. And... um. In fact, that happened one time when I fell in love with a song and I asked my sister to please tell me the name of the song. She said she would tell me if I gave her a penny and I ran like a bat out of hell to get that penny just so that she can tell me the name of that song. And then a week later when that song came on, and she told me, well, it actually happened in a funny way. Um, I said, sis, sis, this is it, this is it. And so I would move my headphones over so she can hear the song. And she said, oh my gosh, do you really want to know? And I thought, my gosh, what is this? It's just shock rock. What's going on? So she said, do you really want to know? I said, yes, please tell me the name of the song. I thought it was the, on the Billboard charts because they played it so much. I wanted to get the record. She said, it's a Burger King commercial. So... That's exactly why I'm so afraid to find out the lyrics sometimes because, or the name of a song, because is it is it going to be life insurance? Is it going to be diapers? Uh, so here it is, Burger King. So anyways, with Bruce's music, it's not, it wasn't the words that faced. It was the beat. His beat was so unique that it just immediately grabbed me. To quote an old Sonny and Cher song, right? The beat goes on for you. Um, since you listen to the beat and the music, um, do you have some favorite songs that you'd want to share with us? Oh, my, this one's really hard because I don't really have any favorites. Sometimes I have many favorites or a song that wasn't my favorite becomes a favorite one week and then something else becomes a favorite the next week, and then it goes back and forth. But um, some of my favorite songs that I, the top of the top, of course, Born to Run is a masterpiece. And I do love Save My Love. I know, I know some people think it's just a very, a light song from his early years, but I think there's so much love and compassion in that song. If I could ever sing any song with him on stage, if I could find somebody to give me voice lessons, I would love to sing Save My Love with him on stage. I think it's one of the most beautiful song. And of course, there's um, Fade Away, uh, Backstreet. I absolutely love Backstreet. Um... I'm going down, which is so much fun. And um, from Smart Things, absolutely wonderful. And um, I love Shoot the One, Jungle Land. Um, it's very difficult. But um, the one that I really love is Save My Love. That is just one of my favorites. I love Save My Love as well. Just such a lovely song and, and 
uh, it just sounds so good and absolutely. Um, so I, the reason I originally got to know your story is through Donna at Bruce Funds, my our mutual friend, and um, we there was a discussion about getting a lovely fan to see Springsteen on Broadway. That happened. So could you share a little bit how the trip happened and then share your thoughts on this show? My trip to see Bruce Springsteen. Now, I have to go back to explain to you that when I was listening to the radio, I did not know who sang what. And it was very, very difficult to find out the name of who sang what. I would watch Friday night videos if my parents let me. And so that would be a clue to helping me find out who sang what. And they didn't always let me stay up late to watch the video, but that was something that was very helpful. I did have friends, but they did not talk about music with me. Except one friend, she was a Beatles fan, and she was very obsessed with the Beatles. And I knew what I was looking for was not Beatles songs. And they were Bruce's songs. But of course, I didn't know anybody who uh, talked to me about music. Just like when you see a blind person, you don't talk about Picasso and um, Rembrandt. You talk about other things. Or if you meet somebody in a, who is in a wheelchair, you don't talk about running and sports. You talk about something else. So when you meet a deaf person, of course, people naturally don't talk about music. So they did not discuss music with me. And so anyway, I listened to the radio all my life. And it was my husband who happened to have some Bruce Springsteen music. And I asked him if I could listen to it. And I knew that he's always been around. I just didn't know, I just did not know what songs he sang. And I figured I'm just going to listen to the greatest hits. And that's all I listened to. For about 10, 15 years, I played the same greatest hits CD over and over and over again. And I didn't go beyond that. And so I still did not discover that Bruce was actually my favorite musician because on those greatest on the greatest hits, they didn't have those other songs like Save My Love and Fade Away and Cadillac Ranch and all of those things. So I still didn't know. And then I was thinking, hmm, there was this website and it had a list of different things that people regretted before they passed away. And one of them was never having seen their favorite musician. So I kept thinking, hmm, who would that be? Did I see my favorite musician? Well, I did have a few bands like Duran Duran and Def Leppard that I really loved at the time. But then I kept looking at pictures of Bruce Springsteen and I kept thinking, I don't know, there's something about this guy. No, 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 never mind. And I kept going back to Bruce Springsteen. I kept looking at him long enough because I thought, well, he's been around for so long. Hmm, I wonder, well, maybe I should check out more stuff. And then all of a sudden his book came out, Born to Run, and I decided to get it. 
because I just had a feeling. And as I started reading it, I discovered that he was talking about some of the songs he wrote. So I wrote those songs down on a piece of paper, and I went on, I went on iTunes, and I downloaded them onto my iPod. And it was then that we have, that I have made the connection that all those songs that I had been searching for for decades happened to be Bruce Springsteen's songs. And can you imagine I only found Rosalita and Detroit Medley and most of his songs just last year. And I remember uh, when I discovered Rosalita on that on my iPod, I almost broke down crying because I remember listening to this very vividly in 1973 in my New York City apartment. I believe it was 1973. I think it was written sometime around then. So, to answer this question about seeing him on Broadway, because I only discovered that I have liked him all my life Last year, I missed every concert he ever had. Every concert he ever had. And so, I became friends with Nancy Ryan of Ryan Rocks at Ashbury Park Style. It's her video show in Ashbury Park. I got to know her through Bill Jenkins, Terrence Clemens' best friend, through a... um. Bruce group on Facebook called Bruce Book. And this is how I got to know Bill Jenkins. And so Bill introduced me to Nancy and Nancy suggested that I contact Donna from Bruce Fund to see if maybe she could help me out. Who is amazing. And so what Donna did, because Donna thought at that time, at that time, Donna just personally wanted to help me to see Bruce on Broadway because of my story. Just like the one you're hearing right now. And it is a fascinating, wonderful story. So I could see why she was moved to help. So Donna decided to contact the East Street Nation on social media and she pulled together with about 50 people to help me get to see Springsteen on Broadway. I was really blown away and so humbled and touched by this act. I couldn't believe it. I do think, obviously, I do a podcast about them, but Springsteen fans are special, and we do try to take care of our own. At the time that I was going to go to the East Coast from Washington, I wasn't planning to go to see Bruce. I was going to go to a reunion, I mean a 20-year anniversary for the Death Blind Camp, that I used to coordinate because I'm legally blind and deaf. I used to coordinate a deaf-blind camp that's still going on. And so I wanted to go there for their 20-year anniversary. And it just so happened to be that Donna and all those 50 members from East East Nation were able to coordinate to get a ticket for me to see Springsteen on Broadway at the time that I was on the East Coast. That was great. I, I know you were thrilled. So, before I went, there was a woman that I also got to know. She's also a big Bruce fan, Barbara DeVico. 
she is a, a court reporter and she does real-time I think she's a court reporter but she does real-time captioning and so she does close captioning for conferences and whatever different events she wrote down the transcript of the show for me so I could read it before I went to the show and this way I was able to understand and enjoy the show. Oh, that was a great idea. That must have made it much easier. And another thing that was very difficult, challenging, was to try to get seats up front because I'm legally blind. If I sat in the back, even though I'm legally blind, I would not be able to fully grasp the whole performance. This was actually going to be my first quote-unquote concert. And so that's why Donna and all the other members of East Deep Nation wanted to make it very special for me. I will never, ever, ever forget this trip. It was like a dream. Now, the performance itself, I think it helped me to read the transcript ahead of time and to read the book. And I read the book first. So there were a lot of things that were in the show that are similar to the book. But the bonus for me was that I was actually able to hear Bruce play and his wife. She has such a beautiful voice. They are wonderful together. And the music that they have played on stage just blew me away. It just sounded magnificent. I agree. It was very cool seeing him and Patty perform together. And also, I think that, you know, with Bruce's work on Springsteen on Broadway, I think it's so critical to understand him as a person so you can understand his music better and where that all came from. And he is a very, very compassionate person. You can learn so much from him. He is uh, very loving. He is very vigilant. And he is really a very empathetic person. He could really understand what someone else is going through or to put himself in someone else's shoes is very evident. Oh, I absolutely agree. And one of the things that I, you know, this is kind of funny. He cried on stage often. I didn't know he was crying. I thought his eyes hurt. And I thought that was beautiful. Not because he cried, but because it showed that you could be a man and it's okay if you cry. It means you have feelings, you have emotions. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't show any signs of weakness. It just shows you have compassion and you have a heart. And so that's one of the things, that is one of the other things that really blew me away when I saw the performance. I am very unhappy when someone tries to push the message that as a man, we shouldn't cry, we shouldn't show weakness. I think sometimes it takes a lot of strength to share when you're in pain. So yeah, I totally agree with you. I was really just overwhelmed and blessed 
to be able to see him. And it's the only time that I have ever seen him. And uh, I really hope that he will do a concert again. Um, I feel the same way. It is, it was a special night. And um, I am so grateful that my lovely bride helped me get to go and see. Um, I understand you're in the process of writing a book. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about it? Um, what's it about? How's it coming along? Well, that's that's right. I am working on a book. And it is not done yet, and I'm still um, in the process of writing. Uh, I'm hoping I can find a publisher. I haven't gone to that um, chapter yet of looking for a publisher yet. But my book is called Fallen on Death Ears, Finding Bruce Springsteen. And it's going to be about uh, myself, a memoir about a girl who falls in love with rock and roll, and she has trouble finding the name of songs, and then over time she gets married and has a family, and then becomes legally blind, and then through a book, Born to Run, she discovers all the songs that she had been searching for for decades. So that's what the book's going to be about. Um, Falling on Death Ears, Finding Bruce Springsteen. That's going to be a wonderful book. Just hearing your story today as we have this discussion, I'm just captivated. So I know the book's going to be wonderful. Thank you. And I will let you know when that is done. And hopefully, you know, if I find a publisher, we can start to soar and share my story with the world. I know I speak for all my listeners that we hope you do get a publisher and are able to share your story. Aniko, this has been wonderful. I so have loved talking to you. Um, any final thoughts you want to share with us? I do want to tell you something about this. Um, very important subjects that because I'm profoundly deaf I can hear music I can hear voices I don't necessarily go by um, bass sounds I can hear horn I can hear um, piano and guitar I can hear all of those things and I don't feel vibration. Not every deaf person feels vibration. I can feel it, but with my hearing aids, I wear hearing aids, I can hear music. But the best way for me to actually hear music is if I put headphones on. But these days, headphones are not made the same way. In fact, I just tried on my friend's headphone. He turned the volume on all the way. I couldn't hear anything. So the way they make the headphones these days is not loud enough. I normally take my hearing aids off and then put the headphones on because if I put headphones over my hearing aids, it gives a feedback sound and it just doesn't work. And so I really am very sad that the 
um, headphone industry does not make headphones for uh, profoundly deaf people. Um, maybe they do, and if you do, please contact me because I would love to know who you are. And also, I would love to see my bigger dream is that profoundly deaf people can take a cell phone that has an equalizer app in it. And they can go to a venue and program in a number and then the sound coming from the sound engineer on stage will go into my hearing aid. That's my bigger dream. Because right now, a lot of profoundly deaf people, they can't go to a venue because it's too loud and the sound is not compatible with their hearing aids. And I really hope to see that change so that I can just know with absolute certainty that I can buy a ticket to see a show and I will be able to enjoy it because most of the time it is not successful. So I'm hoping to be able to uh, advocate and educate people in the music industry and sound engineering industry that this needs to happen. Uh-huh. I'm also hoping that if Bruce ever, ever goes and does a tour again, that I could work with someone to be able to hear his music exactly right for the first time. That would be the bigger dream. That would be very nice. So anyway, I'm really hoping that everybody can open their eyes and their ears and understand that not all deaf people are signers and do sign language, but they also can hear music and they also can lip read. Well, you've certainly opened my eyes and my ears and my heart. It has been a joy visiting with you. I am so happy you were kind enough to um, sit down and talk to me. If you want to be on the podcast and share your Springsteen story, you can reach out to us at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. I'm available on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. We have a Facebook page that I would appreciate you going to like. And if possible, please go to iTunes to rate and review us. That is how we find new listeners. This was great. I had a blast. I hope you had fun. Um, just thank you so much. Jesse, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you having me on your show. And I hope that I could inspire and um, educate some of your listeners. And it's been a blast being here. Thank you so much. We are going to end with, while we busted out of class, had to get away from those fools. We learned more from a three-minute record, baby, than we ever learned in school. Tonight I hear the neighborhood drummer sound. I can feel my heart begin to pound. You say you're tired and you just want to close your eyes and follow your dreams down. Well, we made a promise. We swore we'd always remember. No retreat, baby. No surrender. Like soldiers in the winter's night with a vow to defend. No retreat, baby. No surrender.
You did great. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.